0: In this episode of Energy Talks, we will discuss the importance of performing periodic, offline, partial discharge measurements on power transformers used in wind parks, particularly dry-type transformers. We will address what you need to consider when performing these measurements and how to easily deal with challenges in the measurement environment. My name is Scott Williams from the podcast team at Omicron, and I will be your host. Hello everyone, welcome to Energy Talks. Onshore and offshore wind parks utilize different types of power transformers. Periodic diagnostic condition assessment of these transformers is becoming increasingly important to wind park operators. This is because failures are causing increasing outage costs for repairs and, in the worst case, undelivered energy. The assessment of the insulation condition of, for example, cast resin, also known as dry type transformers, is therefore essential. Joining me to discuss the importance of performing periodic partial discharge measurements on wind turbine transformers and how to overcome the related measurement challenges are Christoph Engelin and Dr. Alexander Krekke. They are both Omicron PD testing experts, and they have direct experience with the on-site PD testing of transformers in wind parks. Hello, Christoph. Hello, Alex. Welcome to Energy Talks. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for having us, Scott. Well, thank you both. Alex, let me start with you. First of all, different types of power transformers are used in wind parks. Could you please describe what these are and what they are used for? The
1: transformers in wind parks have different functionalities. The larger units uh, connect a set of windmills to the grid via a dedicated substation, while Each uh, windmill unit itself also needs a transformer to uh, connect to to the bus feeder. So there are different sizes and different types of transformers.
0: More specifically, what are cast resin transformers, also known as dry type transformers? For example, what function do they have and how are they different from other types of transformers used in wind parks?
1: So transformers in general transform voltages to another voltage level. That's that's something that all transformers do. And mm-hmm. for cast resin transformers, they do not have a vessel which is filled with uh, dielectric liquid like ester or transformer oil. But there is a, a solid block containing the windings and the insulation. And uh, the challenge of that is that that the uh, that the heat, which is generated by losses from a transformer, uh, have to be trans- has to transferred away from the transformer, which is a little bit more tricky than than with oil because oil is uh, yeah it, it's easier to transport heat with the oil.
0: Okay. All types of transformers used in wind parks are influenced by factors that can eventually cause failure. Alex. What are these factors, and what is the most common cause of failure? The
1: transformers in uh, wind parks see very specific um, stresses, mm-hmm. uh, depending also where in the in the station the transformer is located. Another cause of uh, problems in these kind of transformers can be uh, steep voltage rises from rectifier. Um, influences and also a DC offset. So there is a a large variety of stress which are uh, applied to these kind of transformers and that's why they are designed for that. But even Mm -hmm. though it seems that the failure rate for a few of these transformers is higher than normal. Mm
0: -hmm. Alex, to avoid failure, different diagnostic tests are periodically performed on transformers. Why is partial discharge testing so important, and when should it be performed?
1: The difference between oil-filled or liquid-filled transformers and dry-type transformers is that the the first-named kind of transformers is quite easy to assess because normally you, you take an oil sample and then you can analyze that, and that tells you a lot about the health of the unit. And then you can do more accordingly um, tests, which which are based on the first uh, uh, analysis of this of this uh, insulation liquid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't have these possibility for dry type transformers, and that's why the, the the normal tests that you can do this is this is not that much. You can you can check the ratio of the transformer. You can check the uh, the winding resistance, but mm-hmm. typically these are not that much affected by uh, problems that may occur for uh, for wind farm transformer applications, and due to these cracks uh, that 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 may cause co- may be caused by um, these these constant vibrations, mm-hmm. these you cannot really assess them with with the normal typical winding resistance or FRA test. And the only thing which, which, which is possible to be used as a, let's say, pre-warning tool is the, the, the PD uh, measurement. So you, you, you make an induced measurement, an uh, in, in, in induced voltage test, mm-hmm. and then you can look for, let's say, signs that there is an, an approaching failure. And that's why this is more or less the only early warning tool that you can have for that kind of transforms
0: interesting and when are they generally performed how often should they be performed the partial discharge tests
1: uh, there is no easy answer for that so one of the typical things is if if you have a set of, of windmills and, and and one or two of these transformers show failure or failed already and it absolutely makes sense for sure to to test more of these transformers because normally they are ordered as one batch, and if you have a transformer failure in one of those, then you should also investigate the others. Okay. But there is no general rule for for applying a PD test. This is this is something that that uh, haven't been done that much before because it's. The older, uh, let's say, traditional dry-type transformers haven't had these these kind of additional stresses, and that's why they, they, the failure rate was quite low. and And uh, that, therefore, uh, for years, these these kind of tests haven't been performed.
0: Do you tend to see an increase in the need for partial discharge testing on these types of transformers in wind parks? I
1: think so. I think so. This is this is obvious. I mean, it depends on the
0: on the manufacturer
1: of the. Of the transformers, of the windmill, on the on, on the commissioning companies, but typically these, these these commissioning companies they they are on the more on the mechanical side because there's there's so many things that that uh, have to be taken care of uh, when when assembling this the the, the nacelle and everything, and the transformer is just a part of it and normally they they said, "Okay, this is a maintenance free transformer because it's it's small as it is maintenance free especially these 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 cast resin units
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and and nobody's really taken care about these. and uh, I think that um there's not that much uh experience also with 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 how how these transformers deal with with um let's say for yeah salt fog and 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 uh, salt." Sold on the surfaces and how, what this makes with the transformers and with the insulation material material on the other side of it that's uh i think there is an increase of that because okay. we are all still in a learning phase
0: especially in the area of uh, wind parks i would assume
1: yes yeah i mean one of the things is uh, you can you can place, as said before, the transformer in different in, on different places, uh, in or outside next to the uh, windmill wind tower, mm-hmm. and then you can have uh, liquid-filled or dry-type transformers. And all these combinations, uh, all these combinations are possible. And we still learn what's the what's the most uh, optimized way to to be uh, as cost efficient and reliable as possible.
0: Well, thank you, Alex. Christoph, I would like to ask you a few questions. First of all, how is partial discharge testing generally performed on transformers in wind parks? Is it different uh, than
2: transformers in substations? Um, Well, it depends. So the very first thing you need is a proper HV source, so high voltage source, um, to generate the test voltage for the PD test. Okay, so we're talking offline testing then. Right, most, most of the time it will be offline testing. Okay. And uh, for typical, or let's say for bigger power transformers, the HV source um, is, for example, um, can be on a truck um, and is a powerful source to, to deliver the required uh, energy. Mm-hmm. But if we are looking at smaller units and smaller in terms of power rating means a <clears throat> couple of MVA, that's also the, the kind of transformers we're looking at in, in wind power plants. There's another method, which is um, the induced voltage test, and that's something Alex already hinted at. Um, And for this case, we use, for example, our CPC, where the test voltage is actually applied to the LV terminals of the transformer. And the transformer itself generates then or induces the test voltage, the high voltage on the HV terminals. This means you don't have to have this bulky, big source um, to energize the transformer, but you can rather use a smaller and portable source. And especially for wind power turbines, this comes in handy um, because there we are often dealing with limited spaces, confined spaces, and the accessibility is, is uh, quite hard, especially if the transformer is mounted in a cell, for example.
0: What is different (laughs) when performing partial discharge measurements on cast resin or dry type transformers?
2: Right. So um, this method of induced voltage testing can, of course, also be applied to oil field transformers or cast resin transformers. So there is not much of a difference um, when it comes to the setup and the general procedure. Mm -hmm. Um, The major major difference for cast resin transformers is that we have much stricter limits in regards to the permissible um, PD activity. So if you're looking at the standards and the factor acceptance test, the IEC allows only uh, 10 picocoulombs, so 10 PC, uh, Mm -hmm. to pass the test. And for us in the field, on the one hand, yeah, we are currently lacking a standard or a guideline, um, but if we stick to this uh, limit of of 10 PC, um, this means we have also lower tolerances regarding noise. So we have to uh, make sure that the noise level is a reduced and uh, yeah acceptable level that we that you're not blind in this range of ten pc that we can actually assess uh, the condition of the cast resin transformer.
0: Okay, what are the challenges faced when testing PD on these types of transformers?
2: Well, on the one hand, um, the as I mentioned, the noise is um, as for all PD measurements always a problem. Um, so noise means electromagnetic interference, um, typically originating from um, for example, power uh, electronics close by, like inverters, um, rotating machines, or any other machinery. Mm-hmm. So, one issue is that we need to bring these levels down as, as um, much as possible, so that we don't um, have an overlay between noise and actual PD signals. Um, that's something which is a kind of a issue for all PD. T- testing so i wouldn't say this is very specific to cast raisin transformers Uh Um, but in addition we also have this issue of energizing the transformer so we need to have a power source which is powerful enough to to energize the transformer so here we have to have a look at the um for example no load losses of the transformer that we can make sure that our source is actually powerful enough to generate the test voltage um and then, especially for wind turbines, as I mentioned, this limited access is, of course, always an issue. So we if the transformer is mounted in the nacelle, as Alex mentioned, um, we have to yeah, operate our, uh, limited spaces and still make a suitable HV high-voltage uh, setup um, with all um, yeah, the permissible distances to all the surroundings.
0: Okay. How can these uh, measurement challenges and cast resin transformers be best overcome?
2: In, in terms of noise reduction or electromagnetic interference, of course, it's ideally always the best choice to, let's say, switch off or get rid of those noise sources. This could be, for example, if you're looking at power electronics um, to switch those units off. Um, that's also one advantage of doing an offline test. Then you are physically disconnected from the grid and also from other machinery, um, or you could schedule the measurement, um, for a time where, you know, that there's less activity, but obviously this is not always possible. So we have to uh, find other ways to, to reduce the noise. Um, one option is to adapt our setup. So normally you want to have the connection cables as short as possible, uh, so that those cables do not act as an antenna mm-hmm. and make it as, as, um, yeah, noise free as possible. And then, as yeah, <laughs> often, um, there is still some noise uh, coming from the surroundings. So we have different software and hardware solutions in the MPD software, for example, which can help to either filter out some noise momentarily, or block it completely from entering our um, test setup. Mm-hmm. So there we have different um, yeah options to deal with noise. And the other challenge which i mentioned which is the power supply and the um the power intake of the transformer typically with the cpc 100 which we use um we already have a quite powerful solution so we can energize transformers up to four or five uh, mva which is in the range of, of typical um, transformers and wind power plants i would say mm-hmm. but if we need more um power we can synchronize up to three units three cpcs so that's the cpc sync um approach and there we can um operate three units or up to three units in parallel or series and then we can um, energize transformers with power ratings up to 15 to 20 mva depending on the design and the construction of the transformer okay well thank you christoph
0: coming back to you alex for the offline PD measurements you and Christoph have performed on cast resin transformers, which testing equipment did you use? Now Christoph had mentioned the CPC 100 uh for energizing the the asset. Um could you please describe the complete testing setup? What what other types of equipment were used
1: now, in addition to the uh c p c christoph mentioned we need typically an adaption transformer we, we we developed an adaption transformer which is especially uh yeah suitable for for these typical voltages of the low voltage side of uh wind farm transformer typically is is around seven hundred volts mm-hmm. and these kind of transformer um is then um as a, the, the, the adaption transformer is connected to the to the transformer to the acid on the test itself and for measuring pd we also need to have a uh, coupling capacitor which Mm -hmm. is which is uh, a medium-sized transformer for depending on the on the voltages between 38 and 50 kv and then we use the mpd 600 or in the newer times mainly the mpd 800 for measuring the pd
0: very good can this same testing equipment be used in all phases of the transformers life for example from factory testing to commissioning and troubleshooting in the field
1: yes yes it's uh typically the mpd 600 or 800 is is very very widely used in all transformer manufacturing sites at, at uh, all around the globe mm-hmm. and um also, the CPC is a is a well-established uh, test equipment for transformers in in field as well as in the factories, and 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 one of the one of the advantages. And this was also initially one of the pushes towards uh, this direction in 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 using the CPC for as a power source for an induced test was that. A lot of manufacturers and servicing companies already do own CPCs using it for winding resistance measurements, for example.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then there is just adding a function to an existing uh, uh, equipment and, and just, just using this additional uh, adaption transformer. And you have much more possibilities to use the equipment for additional services. And that's, that's uh, a quite well-established uh, yeah procedure in the meantime and it is because you don't need that much uh additional budget to, to buy uh another external power source you you can use what you're already using for for various other tests
0: very good point okay how in particular did the mpd 800 you had mentioned also mpd 600 how did both of these uh, uh pd Measurement uh, uh, devices help you to greatly minimize or eliminate the effects of noise in the testing environment. Yeah, it's a good question. Thank you. It's the point is that uh, the MPD eight hundred already
1: each unit has contains of two measurement channels, and one is the normal measurement channel, and the other one can always be used as a gating channel for external hardware gating mm-hmm. and that is <clears throat> that's the that's a difference to uh, to the MPD600 so in each MPD800 contains initially the capability to uh, connect an uh, gating antenna onto it and that that makes it easier because it's yeah you don't have additional equipment to it i mean one the, the if if you go for for wind farm testing the portability of the equipment is always, is, is always one of the key factors because they are in in remote areas. I mean, you you need to you need to have a lot of wind and not too many people clo- close by, <laughs> which which are uh, yeah not happy with seeing that that wind tower. So you need, you need to have a high portability. And if you also go up into the nacelle, typically even then, if there is, especially for the larger ones, there's an elevator. But also then, this is a quite narrow thing because everything is space optimized. And that's why these small portable units, battery powered without the need of additional uh, equipment, is is of utmost importance.
0: Thank you, Alex. Uh, Christoph, the following questions are for you. How is the partial discharge measurement data generally displayed, for
2: example, from the MPD-800? Well, um, in this case, the good point is the PD data is generally displayed always in the same way. So it doesn't matter if you're looking at cast rays and transformers or cable testing or anything else. So one very well-established method is the so-called PRPD pattern or PRPD diagram. and the idea is that whenever you have an impulse, um, you record the, the impulse itself and also the phase angle of your um, voltage. Mm-hmm. And then you can place um, in a so-called histogram this um, impulse at the exact um, phase angle of the voltage. And overall, you will end up with a certain yeah, pattern, which is unique to different um, PD types. So this helps you a lot to, to characterize your PD source and the type of PD source. Actually, Mm -hmm. this can be, um, is very helpful actually when you're talking about criticality, what kinds of PD, um, types do you have, which are active. So this helps, um, to analyze how critical is actually the the defect. Then you can look at <clears throat> the PD development over time. So either during a measurement, if the PD increases or decreases, or also do some, some trending, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about limits, which are given in the standard. So they are talking about absolute discharge levels in, in picocolomp. So this means if the standard tells you, um, not more than 10 picocolomp are permissible, then you're just looking at yeah, one number basically and you can compare if it's above or below this is very fairly simple and also prone to some errors but um, it's it's quite easy to to apply and another quite important factor from my point of view um, are the inception and extinction voltages so you mm-hmm. can check um, at which voltage your PDA activity starts and then again when you decrease the voltage you can check when the last PD activity stops. That's also the advantage of an offline test that you can control your test cycle and the voltages. And this helps you a lot to, to analyze if my PD activity that I'm lo- looking at during an offline measurement is actually active during normal operation, because I'm, um, I'm currently testing the transformer when it's out of service, so I need to know how it behaves when it's switched back on.
0: I have a quick question um, in addition to that is there any opportunity or any time when you would do an online pd measurement
2: or are we strictly speaking about offline measurements only online testing is an option um so far from our experience it's rarely done Um, the main disadvantage is that you have to deal with a lot of noise um, and As we said, noise is quite a sensitive topic in in this regard. So if you have a way to get rid of the noise or let's say filter it out, it can be quite helpful. Um, For example, if you do an offline measurement and you maybe see some PD activity, but you don't want to uh, take the transformer out of service right away, you could, for example, install like a monitoring or temporary monitoring system, measure the PD activity using, for example, the the cable grounding Mm -hmm. and just, Yeah, check how the PD activity develops over time um, to get a better feeling, let's say, for for the activity in in the transformer and and check if the activity stays constant, then you might keep uh, operating the unit. Or if it increases, you could could pull the plug basically on the unit and uh, um, replace it. Okay, okay.
0: Now for the offline measurements, uh, just to uh, clarify, you definitely need to take every, have everything down uh in that particular turbine um is there are there scheduled maintenance
2: periods when these offline tests are performed um well there are uh typically maintenance plans um in place so uh, from my understanding you wouldn't take off or take out a unit just to perform one test so this uh, pd testing also Lends itself to be incorporated in such a maintenance plan that you can just add um, it as a new working point. Let's say mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the intervals. Um, I would say depend strongly also on the operator and and their uh, workflow and how often they they would like to to maintain the units. Um,
0: okay, what does the partial discharge measurement data tell us about the state of insulation condition and in transformers? what are you looking for and what are the indicators for taking corrective action
2: so the main the main reason why we're looking at pd um, results or pd measurements is that we're lacking some of of the typical uh, diagnostic tools for insulation condition as alex already mentioned in the very beginning so typical tests like uh, dga uh, which is, is used on oil transformers is not applicable here so we need to have some sort of yeah, substitute basically to to get some information on the insulation condition, and um, on on the one hand, if you do this measurement and you are only looking at let's say the absolute PC values or the p column values, um, you could compare it to to the values or to the limits given in the standard. But from my point of view, this this doesn't give you the the correct picture or the overall picture. So on the one hand, you need to identify what type of source you have, which mm-hmm. means if you're looking at a, a cast raisin transformer and there are some, for example, there's some pollution, some grease or dirt on the surfaces, this could lead, for example, to, um, surface partial discharge, uh, surface discharges. Mm-hmm. Um, also Alex mentioned before that you could have some, some, uh, yeah, moisture in the nacelle. Um, also this, everything which, which increases the conductivity on the surface will lead to PD and the corrective measure in this case would be well to clean for example the winding um so this is maybe not as critical um, and can be corrected um on the other hand if you have for example pd which are located inside the winding body so inside the solid insulation because of some some voids um or some some gas um filled um cabons, mm-hmm. uh, then it's it's mm, yeah close to impossible to, to correct this because you can't do uh, correct this anymore then you can only start to to trend maybe the results and see if the pd activity develops if it increases and for me uh another important point is to check really uh, the uh, inception and extinction voltages to really make sure at which level is the pd actually um, active um, if it's only active above the nominal voltage and not during normal operation you might want to keep an eye on the transformer if if the um, situation deteriorates, let's say, the condition of the insulation, but um, it's less critical compared to a transformer where it's already active during normal operation. Okay. Well, thank you, Christoph. Now I have a
0: few questions for both of you. What do you see as future trends and challenges for wind parks, especially in the area of asset condition assessment? Alex, what do you think? The
1: point is that uh, the transformers so far are not really prepared for being tested in the field um, with PD testing. These are quite, uh, yeah. They, they couldn't, the construction of these type of transformers is quite similar to the to the normal industrial transformers or uh, transformers for marine and ship uh, applications. <laughs> So there are no, let's say, possibilities to to uh, use corona rings or anything that that, that may uh, reduce the the uh, the the interference or or let's say to to yeah to reduce the noise uh, surrounding your measurement it could be that that let's say the, the owners of wind parks if they uh, experience increasing numbers of transformer failures which not the transformer failure is the big thing but the loss of not delivered energy this is sure. much much more than the value of the transformer itself then it could be that they demand more possibilities uh, to test the transformer, that would also lead to questions regarding the size of the nacelle, or let's say, internal structures inside the nacelle so that it is easier possible to to test that kind of transformers. But that's that must be driven by the owners of the uh, wind farms itself. Uh, but that could be something. And then another thing is for sure that they that they need more people which are able to perform under these challenging uh, surrounding conditions um pd test mm-hmm. so that's a question of of having internal or external expertise but uh this is for sure a question for the future
0: okay
2: christoph what do you think um well from my point of view one one topic is also the influence of of inverter impulses as uh already alex mentioned uh, before so um this is not a topic. Um, restricted to, to wind power plants. Um, but it will be, or is a challenge probably for for a lot of uh, different areas. And the question, which is widely discussed, how does, for example, um, how do steep voltage impulses affect the the insulation condition of, um, high voltage equipment and, Mm -hmm. uh, these transformers are also, uh, working with inverters. Um, so that's for sure. One, one of the challenges and in terms of future trends, I would like to see, um, Yeah, some some increase in the online measurements or would would be very interested in see what kind of possibilities we have to perform actual online measurements and um, bring down the noise so that you can do actually meaningful measurements Um, could be a very, uh, let's say, basic monitoring system, because as as we heard, the the cost of the transformers is not that high. So it um, It could be a basic one just giving you some indication if there's some activity and then you could follow up with a more advanced measurement. Um, So online trending would be a very interesting uh, topic in this regard from my point of view. Okay, okay. so if you do
0: detect something
2: with the online
0: trending, you can go in and do a a diagnostic offline PD measurement to um, pinpoint um, the
2: cause and,
0: and a potential problem.
2: Right, and this would also help you to, for example, prioritize for for um, the maintenance schedule, so that you could maybe um, prioritize different units depending on their yeah um, estimated condition, let's say. Okay.
0: How will partial discharge testing play an increasing role in the condition assessment of transformers and wind parks,
1: Alex? As it is uh, one of the uh methods to assess the the health of the condition uh, the health of the asset uh for dry type transformers or let's say for cast resin transformers better to say um this will be uh, one of the uh yeah major um performances to be uh to be measured so i mean um, the the pd measurement for sure will for, will increases its importance for the uh, on-site assessment of dry-type transformers. For the liquid-filled transformers, uh, it's it's a different story. It's 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 there is mainly the uh, the increased use of uh, high-temperature materials in the insulation and in the in the liquid is is a topic to 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 increase the performance of those units. But in this case, uh, the PD measurement is of uh, of of sm- much smaller importance.
0: Okay. Christoph, what is your opinion?
2: Well, I, I agree. I I think the uh, PD measurement is an important tool, um, especially since we are lacking some of the most important um, conventional tools, let's say like the DGA or also dissipation factor measurement, which can be applied to this kind of transformer, but is also affected by external factors, um, also the surface condition of the transformer. So it's not, let's say, as reliable as we are used um, uh, to be as it is from from oilfield transformers so um, from my point of view as well the pd measurement is um a very uh, important tool here it would be nice if we can let's say bring down the complexity of the test uh to make it as um easy to perform as possible so that you can also um test uh yeah more units uh, in a shorter time mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think this will be um some of the challenges uh of the, up- of the coming years do you have any tips for how engineers can best
0: prepare for the increased need for pd testing what is something that will help them save time and effort when performing these measurements alex what do you think one of the key points for preparation in my
1: opinion is to have a lot of possibilities for shield to to provide shielding electrodes or material that can be used as shielding electrodes there 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 must be some flexibility uh, another point is to document best practices with pictures so it's 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 very hard to learn and it's a hard way to learn how, how to get one transformer ready for testing without uh, uh, let's say bringing um, bring in additional noise sources into the measurement um circuit while uh, performing the induced test so mm-hmm. if you found a possibility there then you should document what were the measures uh, to to increase the learning effects and, and and to share knowledge i mean this is this is quite tricky because uh, the, the current construction even if the transformer stays next to the uh to the to the base of the tower even there there are surroundings there are uh, grounding rods and everything it's very hard to get the transformer up to the necessary voltage without um yeah introducing additional uh, electro- electric magnetical interference into that and mm-hmm. if you learn how to do it that's that's something which which should be documented and shared and discussed within the
2: community definitely
0: definitely Christoph, what is your opinion?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. To my to my knowledge, there is currently no standard or guideline, for example, taking care of those on-site tests um, on, on these kinds of transformers. So whenever we are doing measurements, we refer, we try to stick to the um, recommendations from the ISC, which is uh, directed at the FAT test. Um, but what I think helps is to have a clear set of let's say objective rules how to assess the conditions so that you have always the same mm-hmm. um, assessment rules um, also clear communication with the operator for example on the test cycle because <laughs> if there is no guideline it makes sense to yeah, communicate what, what voltage levels and what uh, duration of the test cycle uh, should be tested mm-hmm. and then from a practical point of view um, of course it makes sense to be familiar with the capabilities of, for example, the MPD um, software uh, in terms of noise filtering, uh, separation of PD clusters and all these kinds of, of tools that we have, which mm-hmm. will make your life much easier if, if you're on site and dealing with those um, problems. Okay.
0: Alex, where can our listeners get more information about PD testing on transformers? For example, cast iron or dry type transformers?
1: Uh, we Published several uh, papers on on yeah or typical typical conferences uh, together with Christoph very often. For example, we discussed this topic on the Stuttgarter Hochspannungssymposium a few years ago. Uh, we also had this topic at the TLM. This is a Transformer Life Management Conference in Germany. Mm-hmm. But we also had uh, publications in other countries. Uh, we recently had it as a. Cover story of the NETA magazine. Uh, the NETA is the uh, International um, Electrical Testing Association in the U.S., uh, which which is also quite uh, prestigious. And uh, on their uh, quarterly um, magazine, we we discuss this uh, very broadly, and uh, we are very open and and uh, to to discuss this with other peers and colleagues and. Uh, We are also happy to exchange best practices and knowledge about it. And, uh, yeah, there are a lot of of possibilities to learn more about it, for example, also in an an article on the uh, well-known Transformers magazine.
0: Okay. Christoph, are there any webinars or training courses offered by Omicron Academy about PD testing on power transformers?
2: Um, Well, yeah, there are webinars and also academy trainings. on the one hand on power transformer testing so in general to get a better overview let's say on, on all the available diagnostics mm-hmm. um and we have some well, a wide range actually of, of pd testing um courses for various assets and of course also including power transformers um and then we we could um also discuss uh, the the special case of, of testing cast raisin transformers uh, using induced voltage tests um if somebody's interested for example in really looking uh, in detail into this topic then we can also have like a customized um training on on this uh specialized topic as well
0: okay very good christoph and alex thank you both very much for joining me for this discussion thanks for having us
1: thank you very much and have a great evening scott
0: thank you and a big thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of energy talks we always welcome your questions and feedback simply send us an email to podcast at com. Omicron has several years of experience in power system testing, including, of course, partial discharge testing and monitoring, and it offers you the matching solution for your application. For more information about our testing solutions, as well as online courses and webinars offered by Omicron Academy, please visit our website at omicronenergy.com. Please join us to listen to the next episode of Energy Talks. Goodbye for now, everyone.